Welcome back to the, well, not first, but the first so-called episode of the First Class Leathercraft podcast with me, Joseph. Now, don't mind the screech of the, of the chair, but it has been since October 2022, since my last podcast episode went up. So, firstly, I do apologize for the lack of updating of the podcast, but I've decided to start filming some podcast episodes. Hopefully, we'll see how they go. I don't want to promise with how many podcast episodes there will be, but this is a first step. So, welcome to the podcast. Um, as you can see, the name has changed from Joseph M. Leather to First Class Leathercraft. Now, this podcast episode is going to be on my story in Leathercraft. And you can watch this, you can listen to this podcast either on through a podcast app or you can watch this podcast on, on YouTube and that's at First Class Leathercraft. And if you do watch it on YouTube, be sure to hit that like and subscribe button and also feel free to give me any feedback if you think I need some because I do enjoy getting your messages actually because when it comes to a podcast and going through these different podcast apps, you don't really get to see the feedback of, of listeners. So it's great when people message me and let me know that they enjoy the podcast, etc., so, that's the introduction down the path. The structure of this podcast episode is going to be my story in Leathercraft. Now, as you probably know, if you've been listening to the podcast for, for some time now, that I usually would interview people. And I guess there was some reasons for that. First reason is that's sort of how the podcast began. But the second reason was I didn't really feel like I had a lot to give to the Leathercraft community. As when I first started the podcast, I wasn't very um, very knowledgeable in Leathercraft. So I was pretty much the most unqualified person to make a Leathercraft podcast. So that's the, that's the first thing. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through my journey in Leathercraft. And... It pretty much dates back to 2018 was when I got into Leathercraft. I came across it very unexpectedly. I had no prior interest in Leathercraft, no interest in leather bags, all that sort of stuff. Zero interest. And how I came across Leathercraft was on YouTube. So I came across the video of the making of a Lloyd Coat wallet. And that was... How I, got it, how I got into Leathercraft. That that video inspired me to take on Leathercraft. Very, yeah, very, when I think back to it, it's very odd because, yeah, like I said before, there was no prior experience, no want or need to get into Leathercraft. Um, um, I know some people that I have spoken to on the podcast, they might have wanted a bag, so then that was their inspiration to get into Leathercraft. Whereas for me, I had no interest that that there was no that didn't draw me to Leathercraft. It was pretty much that video. If you have seen that video, making of a Lloyd Coat wallet, 
you can see the the craftsmanship that, that is done into the into that wallet. So the the pricking irons, the the stitching, the skiving, all that was just the attention to detail in the in every aspect of the item was what got me into leathercraft, and that's what inspired me to to get into leathercraft pretty much. And you know I can I can, can count how many times I actually watched that video, and I was um I did actually get to to talk to the to the to the guy behind that that video which was Charlie in episode six of the of the podcast series. So if you want to see that video, you're more than welcome to. I mean that podcast episode, you're more than welcome to. So that's pretty much how I got into Leathercraft. So from there, I I um after that video was done, I remember watching a video on the the different tools of Leathercraft and um the I think I was I was actually very excited to to begin learning Leathercraft. So I saw this video and it was about the, the basic tools of Leathercraft and I sort of skipped quite through it, just sort of looked at the different types of tools and that was sort of how I, yeah, in that video I was too apprehensive to sit through the whole thing because I was too excited and um, I just sort of took a look at the tools, okay, I need tools that look like this and then that was it. And then the leather Leathercraft store that um the first leather leathercraft store that I, I walked into I I remember saying to the guy um I can't remember it was like something along like you know that I wanted to get into leathercraft and he pretty much just said to me well what do you what do you want to make and I didn't know what I wanted to make <laughs> you know like I was so excited just to get into leathercraft I didn't know what I wanted to make so I remember walking around the shop and picking up a, a, a stitch and chisel, picked up an edge creaser, I picked up an edge beveler, you know, a number. it was a number three edge beveler, wide space stitch and chisel, thick thread, um, some some snaps, I think like a, a setter, you know, I just, some double cap rivets, and, and yeah, that was pretty much what I, I, um, I used, and also I got some some like edge knot sort of thing it wasn't it was like an edge it wasn't like an edge paint but it wasn't like an edge stain it was kind of like the that edge knot sort of stuff um got some dye and also i got a strip of veg natural vegetable tan leather just like a little strip i think it was like 15 dollars or something like that the first project i made um was like a little snap key ring and I remember I was so excited when I when I'd finished it and well obviously it was terrible the the you know the, the cap the, the snaps weren't the right size I don't, don't think the rivet was the right the double cap rivet was the right size it was just it's just a mess but I was so happy I did it you know and I, I dyed the leather as well and yeah that's sort of that was my first project and then I redid it again redid it again on one of them, I did like a little edge creaser on them with the adjustable edge creaser that I got, and that was the the projects that I started off with. It wasn't until I remember I learned dyeing and all that sort of stuff from uh, Chuck Dorset at Weaver Leather Supply. So I was watching the videos on how to how to dye the leather, and you know he recommended to um, 
have like a pool or like to have a to die in a um container like a plastic container and then just feed the le- le- feed the leather through because that would get a consistent dye as opposed to just like using a wool dobber or whatever. So yeah, that's I so I learned from a lot of the videos that Weaver Leather Supply did and all that sort of stuff. So you know, it was a very fun experience to um start off with. If I, if I actually remember those the first little things that I made, there was no key <laughs> there's no key ring attached to it. So I probably I think I have them down down there. Um if you if you do sign up to my newsletter, you can the first newsletter that I did I actually spoke about my early projects. So there's there's there'll be pictures of them there. But yeah, I remember there was no there was no key ring attached. There was no like key ring circle um circle attached to it. So yeah, I remember that. Um after that um there was another leather craft shop. And the guy in there, I was actually quite struggling with the different things. Like, I was quite, kind of struggling with, you know, the tools that I had and all that sort of stuff. So, at this leather craft shop, this guy, he um, he said, right, bring all your stuff in and I'll help you out. So, I brought all the stuff that I had in and he said, yep, you need this tool. Uh, you need keep this tool, this tool. And then he sorted me out with a set of tools. And he was kind enough. I think he gave me a bit of a discount for him. So that experience just like helped me a lot so um and then i got some kangaroo scrap leather so probably a lot of you probably haven't used kangaroo i know a lot of my listeners are in the united states so kangaroo would be classed as an exotic but over here in australia it's quite easy to find it's um yeah they're they're pests they're um, there's actually, I should probably do another video on kangaroo specifically because it is actually a very interesting leather, but I'll try and stay on topic. But yeah, so the first wallet I made was out of black scrap kangaroo leather. And I remember it, it uh, it took me hours to hand stitch it. Thick thread, of course, like that's what, that's what we all start off with, like a, a millimeter thick thread. Um, yeah, that was... If you if you hear the squeak of the chair, don't mind. It's just the the chair that I'm on. But yeah, it's thick thread. We all start off with that in leathercraft. Um, obviously, and yeah, hand stitched it together, and you know, watch videos on YouTube on how to hand stitch. And yeah, I remember being so happy after I completed that first that first wallet. And um, I think we all are. I think with all our first projects we make, whether that's key rings or wallets or whatever, it's such a, a joyous experience, I think. And, you know, we only have that experience once as leather craftsmen. Um, because after that, you start to judge all your work. You know, I should have done better on this. I should have used a smaller edge beveler. I should have used thinner thread. I should use different pricking irons. Like, after that, after we get over that first sort of bump of, you know, we can actually put a project together it's after that we refine our work and we want to do our best in 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 our leather projects and for customers and family friends and then we get picky on the leather we want you know on vegetable tan leather or chrome tan leather or specific leather from italy or america or germany or france blah 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 so then we get really picky so if you are new to leather craft enjoy that first stage of 
making something and it's terrible but because you made it it's your first time making it and it's yeah it, it's something that you know we you know whether you, whatever hobby whatever whatever hobby it is whether it's woodwork or leather craft I think you know the first thing you make it's you know it's remarkable and it's a good feeling so that's sort of how I got into leather work and pretty much after that wallet I wanted to perfect that wallet so I just kept on redoing it, redoing it, redoing it. And I actually have a box down there of all the different wallets in that one design. Um, yeah. So that's sort of how it came out of that. And then I think when you when you start leather work, there's a particular style that you like. And I've sort of narrowed it down to four different styles in leather work. And that would be fine leather fine leather goods which is more of like the european tradition and you sort of see that in asia as well the which is kind of inspired by i would say european leather leather goods then i'd say western leather good western leather goods which is like uh, very heavily entrenched in american like states like texas colorado wyoming very like the tooling carving wet molding i'd say that's very western leather goods then you have the more rustic leather goods, which is like thick thread, the lower SPIs, like the lower SPI stitch and chisels of like five space stitch and chisel, which is the more rustic leather goods. And then you have the more like social media leather goods, which was, I guess, a lot of us, we learned from social media or we got inspired by social media. And I could probably make a separate podcast on these different four different um, styles. But I would say the social media leather goods is kind of like a, a fine leather goods, sort of, um, when I say fine leather goods, this is probably, you know, the sm smaller spaces, stitches per inch, um, and making sure like every aspect of the design, of the wallet, of the notebook cover, etc. is just perfect. And I think that's sort of how a lot of us learn, like I know for me personally, when I saw that video making of a Lloyd, Lloyd Coat wallet, it what I really enjoyed about it was um, Charlie, the the man who made that wallet, the attention to detail in every aspect of that wallet. Like it, it wasn't just the everything was you know the, from the leather the leather selection, the the thread, the um, the the spaces, the stitches per inch of the pricking iron, the hand stitching, the finishing of the edges. Like everything was just had full attention, 100% attention to detail, and that's what sort of um, inspired me. And I think that the social media leather goods takes a, takes has that element, has a, you know, when, when you make um, leather goods and you sort of see it on social media by a lot of the new people in leather craft like, like myself and others, you know, we, we want to have um, every aspect of that product to be you know done well so the the leather selection the edges the stitches um the the the, the stitches per inch the thread size etc so if you're not understanding what i'm saying probably don't worry about it because this is a, another segue for the time being we'll just focus on my my journey so yeah i from there 2018 actually when i rewind back to 2018 that was actually I didn't have a very glorious <laughs> leather craft um, 
time. It was actually a lot of learning and, you know, in the trenches, just learning and learning and learning and learning. Like, um, you know, I was dying leather to start off with. And then I was using the alcohol dye and then I realized it was water-based dye. So then I switched to the water-based dye. <laughs> and the problem with the water-based dye I found was because there was so much water content, it um, would stiffen up the leather. So for example, I made a passport cover and I remember I used water-based dye and because the dye wouldn't really soak into the leather very well. So I'd have all these, you know, circular marks and the, the vegetable tan leather was so stiff and firm after that. So then I, after that experience, I was like, oh, I'd like to learn how to dye leather myself. So I'll, I'll make my own dye. So I looked up on the internet um, how to make a natural dye. And I made a blueberry dye. So I got a bunch of blueberries, stuck them in a pot, boiled it for like hours and hours on end. <laughs> and then I I think I might have got rid of all the blueberries. So I got just the liquid left. And I tried to use that to dye leather. And it wasn't very... Um, thick at all because obviously it was but I think that obviously that the water had changed colors because of the the whole idea was to boil the blueberries and then get the the color out of them and then use that for dye did that terrible job like <laughs> you know you'd expect you think like a nice blue but it was kind of like a, a watery blue so that's what I learned I learned you know dyeing leather and then you know the um the idea was just to scrap dyeing, you know, don't worry about it, just buy pre-dye leather. And that's what I did, so I, um, the, the leather shop that I got the most of the leather from in the beginning stages was mainly kangaroo and, um, English bridal leather. So, that was, uh, Thomas Ware and Sons, English bridal leather, loved that leather. So mainly the kangaroo leather to start off with, and then when I made started to get into belts, that's when I used the English bridal leather. So it was a good selection to, to start off with. So in terms of Butterroy Pueblo, I had no idea that that stuff existed until I made the podcast series. And that is another discussion that we can probably get into, into another time. Um, because I do want to keep this video around about well, podcast audio whether you're on YouTube or a podcast app, but I want to try and keep this around about 30 minutes, give or take. But yeah, so that's, yeah, 2018, yeah, I remember, whew, that was a uh, a year of, like, learning, 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 making so many mistakes, like, constantly over and over and over and over again. Um, you know, like, it amazes me when I see a lot of new leather crafters nowadays. I know, back in my day, you know, back in my day in 2018, it's just a... Uh, lot more now. Um, yeah, when I see leather crafters nowadays, like they're beginners and they're just like, oh yeah, I've been, and they make a beautiful wallet and it's like, whoa, like, you know, it was a struggle for me at the back then, but I guess the, the information now is just so much more available. There was stuff out in 2018, um, but I think now there's just a lot more easier access for tutorials, patterns, leather, all that, but one of the one of the other podcasts, I, I spoke to I think it was um, Nabil from Orange Leather Goods, Leatherworks, 
we spoke about how difficult it was to get Tiger Thread. So I remember when in 2018, Tiger Thread, right? Yeah, oh, to, to get Tiger Thread was like this mysterious, amazing thread that like you had to know someone to get a hold of. But now it's like, you know, so easily available. Um, same with that Filet Shua thread. Um, I quite use, I like that, quite like that thread. That was hard to find as well, I remember that. But now it's quite easily available. But anyway, besides the point. The point is, 2018 for me, my introduction to leather work was pretty much trial and error, trial and error. At one point, I tried to make my own glue. I used, um, made it out of pearl, pearl glue. So that's like um, these little pearls. I made my own glue. Didn't work very well. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it. Um, made my own conditioner. Um... Yeah, I made my own conditioner. I don't... Actually, yeah, it's over there still. I've hardly ever used it. But, um... What did I use for that? I think I used... Oh, I, I saw on a forum, actually. Uh, it was beeswax, beef tallow, and... There was two tallows and beeswax. Boil all together, and you can make a conditioner. So I had that conditioner there. I've, but, yeah, that was a conditioner I made. So... Yeah, my in introduction phase in Leathercraft was uh, interesting, to say the least, actually. So, what else? I've got some notes here. Um, I was actually going to discuss tips and advice for people in Leathercraft, but will I be able to do that in four minutes' time? What did I learn? Actually, I'll go back to the other one. What did I learn in Leathercraft? What have I learned? Actually, what I'll do is I'm going to give some tips and advice um, because, again, I could I could just talk for for hours on end, you know, if you let me. So, but I want to try and restrict these podcasts to a certain amount of time. So then, if we need to pick up, we can pick up for in the next episodes because otherwise I'll talk for hours on end, and then we'll have nothing to talk about in the next episodes. So. Tips and advice. So if this is if you're a new leather crafter. My tip would be a couple things. A bunch of things actually. Number one is um, take it slow. Right. So when I get into a hobby. And this was pretty much me when I got into leather work. Because hobbies you can sort of jump around from one hobby to the next to the next to the next. And because leather craft can actually be quite expensive hobby. So, you know, you get a sewing machine, you get filet schwa thread over there, um, in there, in there. You get tiger thread, you get needles thread, well, needles aren't really that expensive. But yeah, threads can be expensive, tools can be expensive, palisanto edge bevelers and pricking, pricking irons and, you know, there's so many things that, that can be expensive in leather craft. So, my recommendation is start small. So give yourself a time frame that you'll know whether you like Leathercraft or not. Because you might start it, and then you might do it, and then realize, mm, I'm not interested. And then you've bought all these tools, and then you have to try and get rid of them. So that's what, that's what I did pretty much. I started off small and worked my way up, you know, to see if I would actually really like Leathercraft. And then over time, you can start to build up, etc., the next thing is, is um, obviously things are expensive. High quality vegetable tan leather 
is expensive, you know, high quality chrome. Chrome tans a bit more cheaper, and maybe combination tans probably a bit more cheaper as well. But you know, if you buy high quality leather, um, regardless of vegetable chrome combination tanned, and you just and you make a mistake, <laughs> use it all for, you know, you make a huge mistake, then you've just wasted all that money. Well, technically, obviously, you've wasted it per se, but you've also learned some lessons. But it's a painful lesson to learn, an expensive lesson to learn. I remember buying um, com some combination tan leather to make prototypes for handbags. Now, that was a terrible decision because prototyping, you're not going to be making the best bags when you're prototyping. You're going to be making huge, you're going to make many mistakes. And I pretty much went through that leather and made a bag for it, but then I ended up taking the bag apart to use that leather for something else. So, um, and that's where split leather can come into play. So, like split leather, bonded leather that you can use to prototype. So, um, yeah, and these are like discussions that we can talk about another time. That's what I was meant to say. So, learn the foundational skills in leather craft. So, even if you use like a, a scrap leather to start off with, um, use that to learn the stitching methods, um, you know, learn like the, the foundations, like just try and get your, your projects right in like your stitching, your, your edge beveling, your burnishing, and depending on the scrap leather, if it's, if it's vegetable tan or chrome tan or combination tan, it will vary if you can burnish it. So vegetable tan leather is better to burnish. You can't really, you can't burnish chrome tan. There's, I guess there's, I have heard there's some combination tan leathers that you technically could burnish, but they're exceptions, not the rule. Um, same with vegetable tan leather, there are exceptions. Goat leather isn't the best to burnish. It can be done, but it's not really the best. Um, so learn the foundational skills first, and then worry about high quality leather, etc. You'll you'll make tons of mistakes. You'll make <laughs> from tools. You, you'll make so many mistakes. It's uh, but um, if you learn well, um, I'm, I'm actually in the process of a bit of a behind the scenes. I'm in the process of making a course. I'm not going to reveal too much here. That will help new leather crafters, existing leather crafters, etc. But I'm going to keep that on the down low because there is a lot to work on. So I'm uh, very much behind on that. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much, again, I've, I've, the amount of things I got written down here, um, but I do want to try and keep these podcasts in a, in a sufficient time frame. It'll be easier to edit as well and then get this these podcasts out. Um, so if I try and keep the podcast in, in a reasonable time frame, um, it's, it will allow for me to edit them and then get them out. And then um, if you have any questions, you can also just get in contact with me and I'll help you out. And I can also address any questions that you feel like I need to address in other podcast episodes. But that's another thing. If you're on YouTube, on I don't know how the other podcast apps work, but um, if you're on YouTube, like, subscribe, feel free to leave a comment, a nice comment, hopefully, or a, an appropriate comment. But if you're on any other podcast apps, I don't know how they work with liking and following and all that sort of stuff, but feel free to keep up, keep up to date because I plan on making some new podcast episodes 
And if you have any suggestions, feel free to get in contact with me. If you have any questions, feel free to get in contact with me as well. I do have some patterns available on my website, First Class Othercraft. Feel free to download those patterns and use them. And That's it for this podcast episode. Um, hopefully, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please let me know. And be sure to enjoy your leather crafting.